Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing why competitors trash talk and why it can be a good thing. Okay, so first, let's talk about trash talk, all right? Because I think trash talk's probably uh, known best in the NBA. And especially if you go back, if you're old school and you go back to Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and those types of players, they were known for some of the best trash talkers. Now, they did not go to the fans and trash talk each other. They just trash talked each other to get under each other's skin so they could possibly get them off their game. If they could get each other off their game, then the trash talk won. So that trash talk is not about this trash talk. This trash talk is when a competitor, and for the purpose of this um, podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about salespeople, because salespeople in our world, in the trades of HVAC and plumbing and electrical and landscape and lawn care, remodeling, roofing, all that kind of stuff, we're basically in people's homes, we're in their kitchen, and we're trying to sell, okay? So that's what we're going to be talking about today, is when a salesperson trash talks another company or another business owner to the potential customer. Okay. Which is so wrong, but we're going to talk about it, how it can be a positive thing if you're being trash talked. And I really got a kick out of putting this together because I'm so passionate about it and I'm used to being trash talked. Okay. All right. So another thing I wanted to say, if we talk about trash talk, um, if you watch this, uh, podcast on a regular basis, you know, it's quote the clean version of our industry. Um, I don't have to use certain words. I don't have to use F words. I don't have to take uh, my Lord's name in vain to get something across to you. Um, so I've had uh, quite a few people text me or email me or whatever and say, hey, thanks for keeping it clean and professional. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be professional and I'm trying to help raise your bar and take your business to the new level, whatever that level might be. So uh, somebody once told me years ago when I actually did talk that way years ago, we're going back way, way many years. And I did, uh, I did talk trashy and I did cuss a lot, but someone told me, they said, uh, you know, the reason people cuss a lot is because they lack vocabulary. That really stuck with me because I did lack vocabulary. I didn't like school. I was bored in school, I sucked in school, so I didn't learn as much, so my vocabulary wasn't as good as it should have been, and I had to take a lot of classes on, um, basically when I first started, they were on cassette player, uh, the vocabulary advantage, and I started listening to words and learning new words, and then, uh, you know, fast forward to today, I have people ask me, did you major in college in communication? No, I didn't go to college. Uh, but thank you for saying that because I worked really hard to increase my vocabulary and I still have a long way to go. 
All right, got that out of the way. Moving on. Why competitors trash talk and why it can be a good thing for you if you're the one being trash talked. It's not a good thing if you're doing the trash talking, and I'm going to talk more about that and why. So first, you know, this can be pretty risky for me because a lot of times I share things that I really don't want my competitors to know, but I share it right here. It's live. You can get it on multiple, I say multiple stations. Um, you can get me uh, so you can watch on YouTube or something like that, or you can just do the audio. But there's multiple ways to listen to this and watch this. So I know that some who listen to this have links to my competitor or may be my competitor. And that's okay because I learned a long time ago. I can hand some of my competitors on a silver platter the ingredients to success at McAfee and they're just, they're just not going to do it. They're just not going to follow through with it. It's too much work. They'll just continue doing it the way they do it. So I'm okay with sharing some stuff. Now, I don't share everything. And like I said a couple weeks ago, there's some really cool stuff we're doing. How we close a sale today that I will not share, but I will only share with people who hire me to coach and train them to sell. So um, uh, moving on, um, I'm, I'm, it's a risk that I take. And um, I, I know that uh, I could give every secret to this whole entire place because there's really not a whole lot of secrets. There's a lot of better businesses than us. We've just learned a lot of cool things that work for us and make us successful and made us number one, you know, for the past six years in our territory. Okay. All right. And let me also say that McAfee Heating and Air is not a perfect company. Uh, we do not walk on water. There used to be the, the building that I built right next to me here, just south of me. Um, I'm looking at, I'm looking out my front window of my building and, and the building that I built is just south. I can just see the tip of it from here, but there's a pond and I bought the property because of the pond. Little did I know how big a mess geese make, but I bought the building because it was cool. It was next to a pond. And when I, I used to hold boot camps over there, we had, uh, we had it remodeled and we had uh, really nice classrooms for boot camps. But I used to say in the boot camp, the only time I walk on water around here is when it's five below or 10 below and that pond out there is frozen solid. And that's the only time anyone here can walk across, walk on water. Okay. So, uh, you know, we've been, um, we've been at it for 32 years and at being, um, in the Kaizen mode, which means constantly improving. We've learned a lot over 32 years. And uh, one thing that we have never done and never will do is trash talk our competition or any other company in our industry. We have 500 or so heating and air conditioning companies. I'm a heating and air conditioning company. There's 499 or so more of us in the Dayton area. And I say, Kudos to you guys who risk your capital to uh, run a business and hire people and all the stuff we do. I say kudos. There's, there's plenty of uh, room in the market for you most of the time. <laughs> okay. So uh, 
that, you know, that's what I've learned. And, uh, we just take the, we just take the high road. We are not going to take the low road and bash anyone to anybody. Um, especially to a customer, a potential customer, no way, no how it's never going to come out of our mouth. And, uh, as long as I'm leading this place and, and making things happen. So we, I also want you to know to set the stage here. I also want you to know that we have won, um, several accolades of awards, just, um, accolades of awards. And we've won several, I mean, close to 10, um, integrity awards, many, many best places to work one national best contractor to work for, um, one national philanthropy award, which was one of my favorites and a veterans of influence award. And we've been inducted to the Dayton business hall of fame, which was an honor. Um, and we have, uh, also won the very prestigious and coveted torch award, which very few people get to win. And, uh, so we've probably won every possible award worth winning in our territory, in our market. And I have boxes and boxes and boxes of smaller awards, chamber of commerce, you know, awards and all those types of awards that you get in plaques and all the kind of stuff you get, they're in boxes and, uh, that it's great and wonderful. We do have a little trophy, um, shelf out in the front that has just a handful of the most recent awards we get. We get, we win a lot of dealer awards, volume, uh, purchasing awards, all that type of stuff. And, and again, that's great and wonderful. And it doesn't make us any better than anyone else. I don't think I won my first award um, until 2003. So I had been in business almost 13 years before we won our first award. And it just happened to be, we were nominated for an integrity award um, and we, we won. And uh, so, um, but that from then on, um, I realized what awards would do for us and we just kept winning them and we won a lot of them. And, and again, it's no different than someone being in a race and they win. I mean, you, you, you go out for sports and you play football and you win the, you win the championship and then you win your district championship, and then you win the state championship, right? And, uh, so that's how we look at McAfee is we're winners. We're, when you're number one for six years or so, you're making things happen. It's hard to stay number one, like I've said in the past. And, uh, but we enjoy uh, winning and, and uh, we've had quite a lot of high visible success because of it. And our advertising is top notch. I mean, our advertising is, we call it Super Bowl material because we invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into um, how we look and how we come across and what our image is to people and all that stuff. We're not your typical heating and air conditioning company from our trucks to our people, to our building, to our advertising and to our service and installation. We're just not, we're going to be, we're going to float to the top and that's where I want to be. 
the minute we can't, I'm done. I, I don't want to play anymore. If we can't win, I don't want to play. Um, that doesn't mean I'm a poor sport. I just, I'm going to stay number one as long as we possibly can because my entire team likes to win. We're very competitive, competitive internally. If we have contests where we battle it out, we love each other, but we battle it out to win. And if your team doesn't think like that, I think you should ask yourself why or why not. Okay. Uh, we have 32 years worth of experience. Uh, we have a very large group of tens of thousands of, um, we've served over hundred, we've served hundreds of thousands of people, but we have, we serve today tens of thousands of people in our market. And, um, which means we must be doing something right. Uh, but to others, it could look like it came too easy. If you just jumped into market 10 years ago, you're probably thinking McAfee's got it made and it's all too easy. And I even challenge my team when we hire people, um, don't, don't think we started in this building, folks. We started at a kitchen table. That's where we started for a couple years where I would stand at a window and look out the backyard dreaming of building a garage to work in so I could have a place to work in and a storage facility. And we built a garage and we, we almost did a million out of that garage in a, in a period of five or six years um, with six or seven employees. And then we built the building next door. I bought the land, paid it off, bought the building, 11,000 square foot. We took 3,500 of it, leased out the front. Then we started buying more and more, more buildings, more and more space, sheet metal shops, satellite offices, all that kind of stuff, and uh, training center, all that kind of stuff. And then when I bought this 30,000 square foot building, my dream was to put it all under one roof. And that's what we did. And we've been here uh, about seven years now. So, um, you know, but to a lot of people, to a lot of our competitors, I mean, I don't know. They might have thought we cheated to get here. I don't know. That's when, and we're going to talk a lot about envy and jealousy today, but a lot of envy and jealousy people, um, whoever they're envy and jealous of, they think they cheated to get there. And uh, that's, it's just very sad. Um, they're just, you know, flat out jealous. I don't go around telling everyone people are jealous of us, but I'm going to tell you something. When I share some of the stuff that's been said about us, and all that, it just boils down to flat out jealousy. And uh, I'll never forget, I wanted to share a story. A good friend of mine um, was a competitor, started a company a few years before me. I've talked about him uh, in past podcasts. Good friend in the HVAC world. And uh, I would have done anything for him and he would have done anything for me. We've both wrote each other references from competitors. Um, which are very strong, by the way. If you could get a reference from a competitor, it means a lot. So unfortunately, he passed away at a young age. And uh, so his wife took over and we're up for a big award. So I give her a call and I say, hey, I'm going to make up a name here. Hey, Amy, um, we're up for award and, an award. And I know Ed and I done this for each other but I would like to see if you could possibly write me a letter of reference as a competitor. And there was a short pause. And then she said, you know, Greg, don't you think you've won enough? Hmm. Very sad. 
because her husband who passed away would have gladly written me a reference letter. Um, but boy, the difference in attitudes, the difference in thought process of me, of my company between her husband and herself is very sad. Um, so of course you might think this is wrong, but anytime we can go up against that company, we're going to take market share because we're going to win and we're going to take the job. Okay. I, I, I hold nothing against her, but we're going to take the job. <laughs> okay. Uh, so moving on toward, um, four reasons why, and, and I, when I was a little company, you know, when I was a smaller company, and I'm not even a big company today, there are companies that could eat us alive. They could stroke a check and buy me out today. Um, but in my territory, I'm known today as a big dog. And I used to call other companies the big dogs, you know, the guys that have been around forever, the, the guys that um, look on the outside to be extremely successful. Um, those were the big dogs. So today I'm a big dog. And uh, so, I've titled this four reasons why the top dog gets trash talked. Okay. So most of the trash talk comes from salespeople and in the heating and air conditioning world, uh, they're also called comfort advisors. So if you're not in the heating and air conditioning world, you probably don't know what a comfort advisor is, but, um, bad mouthing the competition may come out of frustration. Someone may feel some comments are perfectly innocent. Uh, perhaps they've heard rumors or horror stories or know for a fact that they deliver better service. And, uh, but the reality is, um, that buyers are looking for reasons to buy from you, not reasons why not to buy from anyone else. You do not have to badmouth your competition or anyone else giving them an estimate. They want to know why they should buy from you, not reasons why not to buy from someone else. Don't forget that. Number two, maybe they lack solid leadership. Um, businesses are, maybe they're not trained properly. Um, e either they're either the leaders of the company are training them or encouraging them to belittle other companies because they're hurting financially and they just can't beat this particular company fairly and or the employee, which is a comfort advisor, maybe they're just not making ends meet. Maybe they're just not meeting their quota. You know, maybe they're just not providing for their family and they don't know any better and they get on, they get in on this estimate and the McAfee name comes up. Who are you getting estimates from? Oh, McAfee's coming out last. Um, and they feel that they need to belittle or trash talk or throw us under the bus some way and, and possibly lie about us. I mean, you can do a half truth. You can come up with half truths where it's half truth, you know, I mean, we have, you know, in 32 years, we may have um, put a thermostat in and it started on fire. So um, that happened once in 32 years. Um, and it, and it short, the thermostat was actually defective and it shorted out and 
you know, it made the newspaper. So, I mean, if you wanted to, you could say, you know, McAfee, you got to be careful with McAfee because when they install thermostats, uh, they start on fire. Well, that's a half truth. Uh, it happened once, but it has never happened again. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, people can come up with stuff. It's unbelievable. And uh, you never know why um, they're, they're, they're trash talking you. You don't know why. Okay. Um, number three, they, they might just feel inadequate. Okay. Um, a psychologist and author, Stephen Burgless quipped, people look to others for a benchmark by which they can gauge their own success. When you change the benchmark in such a way that you are now above where, uh, where they are, they start questioning their own skill. So if I'm that type of person and I feel inadequate and this company's always competing against me and I'm a salesperson for the company or an owner for the company and this company's always beating us and always taking market share and they're always in the, the news winning and they're always called upon for the go-to and all that stuff that goes along with winning, um, you know, eventually they start questioning their own skill. Am I a good business owner? Am I a good leader? What do my people think of me? Am I a good salesman? I'm not closing at a ratio that I should be. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to result, it's going to result in, I'm going to try to bash this company. Maybe the customer won't go with them and they'll go with me ain't wrong. Okay. It rarely works that way. It rarely, rarely ever works that way. Um, but they start questioning their own abilities and how often they fail and they just feel inadequate. And the lower you get, the more you want to bring others down with you, unfortunately. Okay. Number four is flat out envy, jealousy, and hate. And and that's sad. It really is. I don't hate personally. I don't hate any of my competitors. They have to eat too. And, you know, like I said, we just go at, we go at it. You know, if I'm running the race, I don't hate any of the other runners. I'm just there to win, just there to win the race. That's all folks, you know? Okay. So I wanted to break down today, um, different types of envy different types of jealousy. Uh, and I'm going to go through this relatively quick, but when I, I want to talk about, I think it's very important because there is different levels or different kinds of envy. The first kind of envy is depressed envy. This happens when someone else's success makes you feel worse about yourself or your life. You feel inferior, defeated, humiliated. Um, their success may be taken personally. After all, it's apparently reflects on you and your failure. You know, every time a, a comfort advisor has to go back or make a phone call or text, I didn't sell it, McAfee got it. It's gotta be, it's just gotta be, you've gotta feel defeated rather. I mean, you've just gotta feel defeated after a while. And, um, you know, it, it apparently reflects on your failures, failures rather, and you see success and say to yourself, I feel like a loser compared to them. Okay. So the first kind of envy is depressed envy. The second kind of envy is hostile envy. And boy, we see a lot of this today. Hostile envy. This type is filled with resentment. 
I mean, people flat out resent someone or resent a company or resent a certain group or whatever. But resentment, um, hostile envy occurs when you feel angry and want the other person to fail in some way. In other words, you just can't wait for them to fail. When they fail, you're lifted up. You feel stronger. Boy, that's sad. It really is. Um, okay, so sometimes we enjoy hearing about successful people um, when they get, like if they're if they're real cocky, it's kind of human nature. If someone's really, really cocky or something, they feel good about them getting a divorce or going bankrupt or having an accident. And uh, in, in the psychology world, there's a name for that. And pleasure is derived by another person's misfortune. Can you imagine that? Um, if the other fails after succeeding, we feel better knowing that we have both lost. Wow. So you feel, you feel like uh, get with a group of losers and you're going to feel better instead of hanging around winners and learning how to win, right? Um, I told this story um, and I won't go into it too deep, but in 2020, I posted something on my personal social media page. Um, it wasn't, um, it was insensitive. It was stupid. I was, I was caught in a rant and I posted three different posts and someone took my third post out of, um, I can't think of what it's called right now, but out of, uh, out of the group and they posted it with other things I had said around it. And, um, it just made me look bad. I was attacked by cancel culture. I mean, attacked. Um, we lost some employees, we lost some customers and we lost some groups who we were involved with big groups, colleges and, uh, other, and some other groups. And, uh, but I was attacked and it is what it is. Um, we've come back very strong. Uh, a, the June of that year that we were attacked in, we, we broke a record. So it's not like it killed us, but it did, it did wound us a little bit. Okay. But I'll tell you some of our, um, some of our competitors, um, attacked us to customers. They attacked us. They told customers what we had done and trying to take work from us. They took the low road and they attacked us. They also attacked us by contacting our employees and letting them know they're hiring and letting them know you won't have to worry about the owner saying anything stupid over here. Of course, the owner doesn't stand for anything over there, but you wouldn't have to worry about them saying anything stupid. Um, so they called a lot and contacted a lot of our team. And, uh, you know, so be it. You want to take the low road, take the low road. That's why you're in the mess you're in. Okay. And by the way, the word I was looking for was they took my post out of context. Um, why is it so hard to remember certain words sometimes? They took that post out of context and then they added, they sprinkled in other things I had said, and it made me look like a really bad guy. So, um, those were the, the first two, uh, depressed envy and hostile envy. And the third one is benign envy. And they say this is the one that's the most positive. This refers to your uh, positive um, admiring of another person. 
and you're impressed by their accomplishments and you give them credit for everything they deserve and you feel happy for them and you applaud them and uh, you want to be more like them. Um, that's a benign envy. That's healthy. That's okay. If you didn't have that, many people would never achieve. In other words, if they can do it, I can do it. That's benign envy. I have that. If I see somebody doing it, then I know I can do it. And I'm going to try. And I'm going to try hard to do it. And many times I do it, and then I improve on it and do it better. So that's good. That's healthy. Stick to that one. When you have benign envy, you're not bashing your competitors. You're not throwing them under the bus. You're not belittling them, and you're not trash-talking them. Okay? All right. So I went over the kind of the envy thing and the, you know, uh, bashing. And now I'm going to talk about how to handle it when you and your company are being trash talked. How do you handle it? What do you do? Well, here's what I come up with. It's a, it's kind of a Bible verse, part of a Bible verse that says, count it all joy when you're tempted and all that kind of stuff. So when you're bashed and you're trash talked, I said, count it all joys, my brothers and sisters. Okay. Why? Why do you need to count it all joy? Because you're doing something right. You're doing something better than most people. And not everyone is going to like you for it. Matter of fact, they might even hate you for it, like we talked about. So just the other day, my comfort advisor, my salesperson, called me and he was lit up. He said, you won't believe what this other company said about our company and you personally. And I said, time out. Stop right there. Did you sell the job? He said, yes, of course. And I said, then I don't care what they said. We won. Victory. We won. It didn't work. And he was like, I know, but you need to know. I go, no, I don't need to know. I go, I don't want it in my head. I don't want it in my psyche. I don't care. And he came back and he goes, man, that was a lesson for me because I thought about it all the way back to the office. He said, you're right. We shouldn't worry about what people say. They're going to say a lot of bad things about us because we're winning. And he was a baseball coach. He was a D1 college baseball coach for years. So he knows it. He gets it. It's the same thing in sales. It's the same thing in running a business. You know, sometimes I say, if we're not trash talked, we're not doing it good enough. We're not winning. But I tell you, when I said something pretty stupid in so social media and I got attacked, you know, that, that was a different story. You know, I had, I, I, I guess I could say I had something coming to me, um, but I did, some of my competitors took the high road and they just didn't mention it. And I'll tell you, I mean, even when the customer would bring it up and say, well, what do you think about what McAfee did? Some of the good competitors took the high road and said, I'd rather not talk about that because I don't know the whole story. I don't know what he said. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Uh, that's the high road. And everyone that bashed me, for the most part, they took the low road and it ended up back 
firing on them. You know why? The comeback for us was stronger than the setback. And we got back on top extremely fast. And now again, we're taking market share. It's been less than two years and we're killing it, folks. Two months in a row, record sales, okay? Um, only because we take the high road. We keep moving. We don't get stuck in the muck, okay? Uh, Morella Daba, uh, who is founder of the Red Shoe Movement, very successful. Uh, she's an author, speaker, very successful says that understanding that their jealousy speaks more about who they are than about you is a great place to start. So when someone is jealous and bashing you, that speaks more about them than it does you. I mean, when you're top dog, and you're doing more business than everyone else, of course you're going to have more problems. Of course you're going to have more turnover. Of course you're going to have more customers on the positive end. Of course you're going to have more sales. And of course you're going to have more people talking bad about you. If you don't, something's wrong. Okay? She also says, um, remember... Never let jealous people stand in the way of your success. Exactly what I'm trying to say. I don't care what they say about me. I don't care. It's not working. We're still selling. And we go up against some of these companies who are bashing us and their price is here and our price is here and we still get the sale. And they're the ones bashing us and throwing us under the bus. She goes on to say, listen to this. I found this extremely interesting, folks. Extremely interesting. She said the best antidote against people who are jealous of your success is to help them achieve their own. Replace anger with passion or replace anger rather with compassion. Okay. Just know they experience envy for reasons we can't understand because we aren't wired that way. So we look at the potential customer and say, really? We might say something like, really? That's not like them. And that throws the customer for a curve because instead of us being angry about what they said, we say something nice and say, really? That's That doesn't sound like them. And we move on. We move on. And we don't argue with the potential customer or even look offended. Okay? We don't, we don't argue with the customer. Uh, we, we're very confident. When they, when the customer decides to tell us that um, another company said this, 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 or this, we're always very confident. We train it in-house how to react to this. 
Many times we just keep selling and we close the sale, or we might ask a bold question like, how did that make you feel when they said that? And, and the funny thing is they say, it, it didn't make me feel too good. I don't like companies who bash other companies. Boom, right? And, or we might even say they are a decent company. I'll bet the owner doesn't know he said that or she said that. Um, and that throws them for a curve too. Hmm, probably not. Um, again, we stay strong. We stay confident. Uh, they called us for a reason. Uh, they didn't buy from that other company um, for a reason. They bought from us. And um, we've had, uh, there's many stories, but I can just think of the most recent ones where we were in a home and the customer said that uh, we will will be lying to the customer and let and tell them that we carry a certain brand when we don't. Our private label is made in the same factory on the same assembly line as that brand. And that's all we tell people if we even need to tell them that. We've been private labeling for almost 20 years. Most of the time, we don't have to tell them anything about it. They want a McAfee, they buy a McAfee, okay? But if, it, if the subject does come up, we say our McAfee system is made by this uh, company who also makes these uh, national brand names and made on the same assembly line just another day in the same factory using the same parts, okay? I know that because I've been in the factory. I've helped make a McAfee system. I've watched another brand come down one line. I've watched a McAfee come down another line. Facts are the facts, folks. But instead, you'll get, remember I said half truth? That's a half truth. Yes, we mention that. Yes, we mention same assembly line, same factory, but we never say they're the same. Never. We don't have to. Okay. Um, so again, we stay strong. We stay confident. Another quick story was one of my comfort advisors was going in on the sale and the customer was standing at the front door with a guy cleaning out his gutters. So we walked up the walk. We went in the house with the customer, put our shoe protectors on, all that good stuff. And when we got inside, the customer said, um, I'm kind of laughing because when you were walking um, out of your truck, the gutter cleaner said, oh, you don't want to use them. They're very expensive. You don't want to use McAfee. They're very expensive. And the comfort advisor said, really? What did you say? And he, and he looked at the gutter guy and he goes, I'm okay with that. I like to go top end. I'm hoping your cleaning is too. Okay. I mean, it backfired on the guy. What is a gutter guy doing telling a customer that we're expensive? Who gives a crap? Whew. That one got me. That one got me. It's funny. I, I, I don't, I don't forget that. I mean, that's flat out funny. And, and the customer, we closed the sale right there. I think it was around 20000 And the guy flat out said, I like, I don't want to spend more than I need to, but I want quality. And I realize like I'm going to have to spend money for quality. Okay. 
Just a reminder, we sell and close and are paid because of perceived value. Perceived value is value that a customer portrays, or we portray to a customer rather. So it's a, it's a customer client seeing the perceived value in you or your company. It's not about price. It's not even about a name, but it's a brand. Because if done correctly, your brand has perceived value built in it. If you do it correctly, it's like the McAfee system. It's like private labeling. We don't have any other brand. We don't have any other uh, national name brand. When you buy, a, when you go with McAfee, you're buying a McAfee system. That means a McAfee furnace, a McAfee air conditioner, a McAfee egg coil, McAfee thermostats, humidifiers, air cleaners, uh, UVs, UV lights, air purifiers, everything else we carry. It's a McAfee, and we. For 20 years or so, almost 20 years rather, we have built perceived value in our brand. That's why people call us and that's, that's why people want to do business with us. And as far as they're concerned, they think we have a factory here on Hempstead Station and that we're making our own systems. So... Don't get stuck in the muck. And uh, people want if people want it, they will buy it. And if people want you, they will go with you. And if people want value, they will pay more for you. As an entrepreneur, it's easy to spend countless nights thinking about what we've done wrong. And like any achiever, um, we're always thinking about ways to improve and get better. So if there's something you could do better, then focus on it. Think about it. You don't have to put any other company down doing it. Let them do their thing. You do your thing and stay focused about it. And don't worry about what they're saying. See, we never argue with a customer. We don't get stuck in the muck. We just continue to take that high road and that high road will pull you right out of that conversation. You don't even have to talk about it. Now, if they ask us a flat out question about it, we'll be glad to answer it, but we're not going there on our own. We don't need to. The truth is the truth, and we're going to stick with that. So maybe for some of you, you could do customer service better. Maybe some of you could do product delivery better. Maybe train, maybe better training, maybe vendor relations, selling, closing, whatever it is, do it and take the opportunity to make your business stronger or make you better as a salesperson or a technician. Because you better believe we have technicians out there bad-mouthing us too. You better believe we have, if, if we do any little thing wrong, people feel um, that they need to go to that customer and let them know McAfee installed this and here's what they did wrong. It, it blows my mind. Um, but... Again, it's a warped mentality. So to wrap this up, be the one who is being trash talked about. Uh, it, it can be fun. It, it Once you get past a certain level of it, it's fun. You expect it, 
you are winning, you are dominating, AK, you are, AKA rather, you are top dog, okay? You know you're reaching the top dog status when other people are, are trash talking you and throwing you under the bus, okay? So look at it that way. You're going to be much better off. You're going to close more sales. You're going to make things happen. You're going to be much more successful. So before we wrap up, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because you just don't hear this kind of stuff anywhere else. I mean, think about it. When's the last time you heard anything about how to accept trash talking and like it and succeed? Um, Besides that, you're going to sleep better at night because you're not going to be worrying about it anymore. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Tune in next week and we'll have some more exciting business growth news for you. Thanks for listening. And as always... Carry on and have a great day.